With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris, former Michigan Wolverines. In this episode, we're going to talk about, wow, what an opening game for the Wolverines and their 19, here I am, you can tell how old I am, 2016 season, what an opening they had putting up 63 points and the defense only giving up three. We'll talk about that. Oh, we got a lot of things to talk about. I am glad to have my partner in crime again with me, James Morris, as we all know him as Jamie. Jamie, how are you, my boy? Jerry, nobody can be better than me. I feel really good. It was a great uh, start to the season. Uh, we got our we got our quarterback, which we already knew who was going to be the starting quarterback. But hey, we found some new stars too, so I'm excited to talk about them. That offensive line, they pulled it together. The defensive line was everything it was advertised for. And, hey, we found a linebacking core, too. So I, we got a lot of people to talk about. We, I mean, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, <laughs> seniors, that whole team came alive. You got it. You got it. This episode, we're going to talk about all of that. We are going to talk about uh, the surprise of this defense. Well, it's not a surprise. I mean, but really, when the first 11 plays – of the game for the offense on the, on your opposing team's offense is 11 plays, nine negative. Wow. You got to really be happy about what a defense can do. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what I like to say, the freshman 17, you know, when I was in college, they used to talk about the freshman 15 and the freshman 15 was every time you go to school, go off to college, you gain 15 pounds, but we're talking about the freshman 17, and that is 17 freshmen, true freshmen on this Michigan team played in the first game. Hear me? The first game of the season, and 17 players have already showed that they can play on the next level. And we're also going to talk about who was at the game. I mean, this was like who's who. This wasn't a regular college game. We had stars and stars and 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 not just regular stars, but the stars to the stars at the game. We're going to talk about that too. All of that, James, and a little bit more. Oh, oh, and this is what's really important. Really, really important. We have been doing great with listens. People have been listening to the podcast. They've been coming on, listening. But we need followers and we need likes. That's why I'm encouraging you, please, not just to listen to the podcast, but you got to like it and you got to subscribe to it. That's how we can bring you some better gifts. And when I talk about better gifts, 
we're going to be giving out tickets to the Ohio State game and tickets to other games, but we have to reach certain numbers and followers and likes in order to give those out. So I'm encouraging you all to subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes, or you can become or and become a follower on Blog Talk Radio. That's go to Blog Talk Radio, look up Go Blue Players with J&J, and become a subscriber. Subscribe to it. Make your chances to win tickets, memorabilia, all those things. Autograph jerseys, a lot of things. The more subscribers we have, the more gifts that we will be able to give out. That's the way this thing goes. You know how it is. But we're going to talk about that later on and much more after this break when we come back to talk to you about what a great opening game it was in the Way I See It segment right after this. All right, here we're back. And here in the Way I See It segment, we'll provide our analysis on the team from a former teammate of Jim Harbaugh's perspective. And check this out. We are so happy to have this perspective this time, especially with a game like yesterday. The game where they won by 60 points, the largest, the largest, uh, the largest um, point separation since 1975. Since 1975. The score, 63 to 60. <laughs> 63 to 60. 63 to 3. Difference of 60 points. We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss the overall take on the game and how we think Harbaugh felt after the defensive stand and then a sudden change on the very first play of offense. Jamie, you know you love to see your defense come out and play hard. Make a quick stop. The offense gets the ball back, and boom. First play. It's an interception. What's going through your head? Well, you're panicking. You you you're wondering, as you know, like most people in those stands, did we make the right decision on the quarterback decision? But you know what? With this defense and how fast it it was, and uh, we knew that it, we had anticipate how good this defense was going to be from a defensive line and a defensive secondary standpoint. But what stands out is that linebacker core, how they got to the ball, and you know what? Ninety percent, ninety percent of the time that they played defense, they came. And they came, they came after Hawaii, and they put the pressure on Hawaii, and that enabled us to get the ball right back. It did enable us. You know, when you talk about that uh, that offense, or the defensive line and, and the linebacking core, but we have to really, you know, we talked so much about how important this big defensive line was, and we really didn't say how much we would thought we were going to get out of that uh, outside linebacker and inside linebacker core, but, man, they have speed, and you, they put that speed to test. You cannot start a game with seven minus plays without having some great pursuit from the defensive backs on the on the receivers and some great pursuit on the linebacking core, sideline to sideline. And that's what they were doing, what getting pressure from the defensive line. And mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about the linebacking core, man. I mean, Drew, uh, Peppers – Get in the right decision. The right decision for Don Brown was moving Jabril Peppers to the um, 
the Sam linebacker. I mean, we all had our suspicions. We weren't sure if we, you know, we're talking about Jabril Peppers is just a line, is just a, a safety. How are you going to move a safety to the linebacker position? He's going to play a hybrid. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, he was all over the field. He played the, he played the game like there was, there was no tomorrow, like you said. And now when you look at those linebackers, you look at Mike McCray, the, um, the middle linebacker, and he just played out of lights out too. And he was, he led the team in tackling. Yeah, he, so, I mean, with these linebackers flying around the way they did, you, you got to be impressed. Impressive uh, all the way around. When you look at the first score, came from the defense. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, when you, when you look at uh, how much pressure they put on starting off the game and then, boom, right off the back, a pick six. And that came from I, – I, I think you would agree with me on this. It came from the pressure and so many looks of, of where, where, where the pressure was coming from. And the quarterback trying to get rid of the ball quick, and without a doubt, <laughs> uh, the defensive backs were, were were right in. And you know, you got uh, Stribling and um, uh, Delano Hill both getting uh, pick sixes, but uh, Stribling picking off that one early on and taking it to the house. Well, you got to be impressed with that. I mean, the way they played, and you know, when you're blitzing like that, when you're coming at the other team like that, that means your secondary's got to play got to play on an island. Those corners have got to be on an island, and those line, those safeties have got to be everywhere but anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So the way that the, and it was, and here's the thing: Jordan Lewis did not play in the game. They held Jordan Lewis out. He had a, he had a, a, a slight something that is hurting on him, and the, it was a coach's decision that he was going to sit. He wasn't going to play. I mean, we all thought he was going to play. That's your All American right there. That's your shutdown corner, and they really didn't lose a beat. They didn't miss a beat. You without gotta him. feel, you gotta <laughs> feel good about that. Uh, you have to feel good about that. It didn't even look like. I mean, here's your best player, your best defensive back player, all American candidate. Uh, you know, probably it has a, a it, last year he was in the uh, Cayman's finals as the best defensive back in the in the nation, and he's not even playing. And your defense comes out with two pick sixes. Plus, there was not a single ounce of anyone showing that they were scared. And we, we haven't even talked about how many freshmen that really stepped up. They, it is my, my, I believe because of how many freshmen have stepped up, it has made all the other players step up too because they're not going to be outplayed by a freshman who's just, you know, seven months ago was was playing football in high school no they put a, and i think it's it is that type of competition that is making this team really stand out well it's what coach coach uh, harbaugh wants he wants competition at every position and that's what he's asked for. That's what he's told his players. That's what he told them last year. He didn't have much depth last year. This year, you can see in his recruiting and the kids that he brought in, these kids are ready to play right now. And we're not, and you know what? No one, no one is a red shirt, potential red shirt right now. If you can play and you, you play better than the person in front of you, you're going to play. Yeah, well, we, we, we've been really talking about this, that defense, but we we actually can have some good things to say about, say about the offense because they actually scored four of the five times four of the four of the five times that the they the first five times they touched the ball actually scoring on I think it scored seven seven times in a row mm-hmm. but um, after the first 
mistake with the interception, it was lights out. I mean, they had five different running backs ran the ball. They had uh, 21 different players either caught or touched the ball. 21 different players throughout the game either caught a pass or was a running back. When you look at the running back situation where last year's number one running, Devion, he only had carried the ball six times. Where I told you. Where I told he you, came down with, he came down with bruised ribs. Right, right. But I told you to look out for Ty Isaac. I, you know, <laughs> I think he. I told you the guy is a, a big runner. But you mentioned this that Chris Evans was going to be the person that, or was the person that everybody was talking about, and he came out and just did. He remind you of anybody else? I mean, he. I mean, he reminded me of a Mike Hart. He reminded me of a Tony Bowles. Just to look at him, the way his feet moved, the way he made his cuts. I mean, Jared, this guy is naturally fleet-footed, and the way he moves, he runs natural. He runs to daylight. He runs to openings. He's not that get into the pile and move the pile. He's getting into the pile and finding a hole to get out of that pile. He, I mean, you. He, he was. He was something incredible. Very. Oh, he was very impressive. Very impressive. Very fast through the hole. And and you say Tony Bowles, and that's the person who I thought about. I mean, I, I thought about how Tony used to hit the hole and mm-hmm. make moves that, that you know, on the move. No right. waiting around. No nope. waiting around and moving and going. And that's it. He reminded me of Tony Bowles. And even, it may be the number 12, but he reminded me of a Ricky Powers, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Ricky in that, too. Ricky I mean, this, liked, yeah, I mean he was very fluid. Yes. He was very fluid. Yeah, but there's no question. This guy is a special. He's a special runner, and I and can here's see. Here's the thing, Coach Harbaugh said you haven't even seen the best things about him. It, you, That's you know, a scary thought. Looking at him and looking the way the way that he was playing, you could. It, it seemed to me like it was just that we were just scratching the surface. I mean, mm-hmm. because there was a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities where he was running, and there was a big hole there. He definitely hit it. He made things happen. You know where there was already hope, but you see that. If there isn't a hole, that he looks like he has the instincts to make something happen. Right. So that was really special. But, you know, running the ball is a, a special thing. You know how much I, we, you and I love the, the way, you know, to run the ball. And I think that we they have some running backs that are going to put up some numbers. And I think that offensive line opened some holes. I mean, they really moved people off the ball. There were some, some holes there that I'm really excited to see. And – they even gave the fullback the ball. You know, like, yeah, they, I love it. I love when they give the fullback the ball. You know? Khalid Hill had a good game. Yes, he did. Yeah, and he's a big guy too, man. I mean, you know, you when you say Khalid Hill, but uh, Chris Evans too. Uh, uh, Chris Evans, Ty Isaac, Devion Smith, Khalid Hill. Now, listen, Khalid Hill is a, you know, you look at him and, and, and I think he's got a number for a tight end, the 80. But, um, uh, in the backfield, he's got he got one touch from that fullback position in for the touchdown, yeah. which is I love to see. I always like to see that. And we haven't even talked about the receiving core. They spread the ball around, man, which was made this a, a really good thing that you can see with uh, the top receivers only having three receptions, and that being uh, Chesson and Darbo. They both had three right. receptions each. So it, 21 players either caught or ran the ball. So that's something to be very excited about besides this defense that put up outstanding numbers. They played with lights out. 
this offense really showed that they can do things. So it's it's it is is looking to be a really exciting exciting year. I'm looking forward to it. Which would bring us to you know our upcoming game against UCF coming up coming in here. And uh, what do you think about that game coming up? Well, UCF didn't win a game last year. They go out and they get a brand new coach in Scott Frost. They bring him in and they they win a big one in the, in the, in their opener. So I mean UCF is going to come. Um, they they're going to feel themselves. They're going to feel like it, it that Michigan can be beat in their stadium. They're going to remember the um, Appalachian State game. They know that Michigan is a better team with Jim Harbaugh as coach. They know that Michigan is a very physical and talented team, and they played seventeen freshmen. But they're not going to come in and be afraid. They're going to give they're going to give everything they have. They're they're going to be a lot better than. And this is what I tell everyone: they're going to be a lot better than Hawaii. So anybody who thinks this schedule is weak. It gets progressively better each and every week. And UCF is the game that's on our schedule. One game at a time, Jared. Like I said, one game at a time. And this team is going to be tough for us to play against. Well, we will see that. Um, that's who's coming in to our stadium again. You know, here, here's something that uh, I want to touch on before. There, there was a lot of people at this game. And there was a lot of special people at this game, Jamie. Special people. You understand what I'm saying? Really. I understand, yeah. Really special people. What special people were there? Well, you know that we've we we we've changed. Uh, we've gone from Adidas to back to the Nike, but not just the Nike brand. We are with the um, the Jumpman brand, which is a spinoff from the Nike brand, and. That is Michael Jordan's brand, and we're the first team, first football team, fully outfitted university by the Jordan brand. Now, obviously, Jordan, uh, the basketball team at UNC, University of North Carolina, has the Jordan brand, but we are the first whole athletic department that is uh, suited up by the Jordan brand. So Michael came in town, MJ came in town to be an honorary captain, Derek Jeter came into town. He's a big Michigan fan, grew up in the state of Michigan, and he was there. And uh, the GOAT was there, as I call him, Charles Woodson. Um, he was there. And Lamar Woodley being there. <laughs> so we had some, like you said, we had stars of stars. That was, I mean, that was special. I saw saw all four of them standing together taking pictures, and I thought about myself. We, we talked last week, we talked about being a freshman and playing in your first game and playing in front of that big stadium. Now you add on Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player to ever play um, in the stadium, honorary captain. And then you you throw in the last uh, Heisman Trophy winner of, of, at, at the University of Michigan. And then you throw in a, a baseball legend from New York Yankees who once was considered uh, coming to Michigan and, and loves Michigan is always at the Michigan pro, um, program and, and, and supporting Michigan athletics. There was had to be so many tight stomachs and, and butterflies and everything else going on, but they didn't play like that. And, no. but it's still such a, uh, uh, such a honor to be able to, to be on the sidelines with people like that. 
and being a part of, of, of University of Michigan and the program and seeing people who have stood out in their perspective fields and they come and show their support of Michigan and to be a part of it. That was great to see that. I just wanted to make sure that we, we brought that up. Okay. Let's move on after that. We're going to, after this short break, we're going to come back with our big blue segment, which is a special big blue segment. It is with the athletic director and our former teammate Ward Manuel when we come back after this message. Welcome back to Go Blue Players with J&J. We're here in the Big Blue segment. And like always, each week we will choose a topic that Michigan players experience either as a Wolverine player, student, coach, or alumni. And this week's segment is a special one for me because I have a very special guest whom I've known for 30 years now. That's right. 30 years now. I know that because it was 30 years ago last month that we both reported to the University of Michigan as freshmen. My guest today is really a good friend of mine and is U of M Athletic Director. How, how does that sound? U of M Athletic Director, Ward Manuel. I know him as my buddy, my friend. And actually, I have to say this. I say I gave him his first job as a, as a director. He was the director of my football camp the first year in Little Ashtabula. <laughs> <laughs> Ward Manuel, man, welcome, man, my brother Ward. How are you, Ward? Yeah, I'm doing great. And uh, you saying that about that camp in Ashtabula, that, that actually was my first foray at athletic administration and, uh, you know, making sure that your camp and those kids had a great experience that everybody was taken care of. And uh, we, uh, we had a lot of fun with that. And so you did give me my first <laughs> opportunity to be a, uh, an athletic administrator. Did you know that I, uh, here it is, uh, like we're talking about 30 years. We brought that back two years ago. So the camp is still going on in Ashtabula. And uh, sure. last, yeah, so we just had it in June. Uh, it, and we did need your help, man. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened is actually my hometown school, the athletic director was fired this uh this year and it became such a, a problem with you know if you, if the athletic director uh, on the school where you're going to do the football program it's a big you know he had some people who wanted him back some people who wanted him to gone and there was the participation was so hard so hard to deal with but it brought me back to like, man, I remember when Ward had this and he took care of all this for me, but now I had to have my mother who was 75 years old. She's, she's trying to work with uh, certain people. It was, it was hassle, but the good thing is it is still going on. And yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. You, it's still, yeah so one but, of the is, uh, you've always given back uh, to that community and it, it was always great to go home with you and, see your mom and family and friends and, uh, you know, as much love as you, you bring uh, back to them, I'm sure, uh, you get in return and those kids get a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge from having you and others come back and participate in that camp. So congratulations. Well, thank you. And I, my mother did tell me to tell you hi. When I told her, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing Ward today or uh, tomorrow. She was like, Oh, Ward. <laughs> 
Tell me this bunch I said hello. She, she's always treated me like a. She loved her some Ward, boy. <laughs> Ward. You know, um, uh, actually, this year when we had that the camp, uh, Michigan. I almost I tried to get over there, but Michigan was having the two days before our camp. They had uh, a camp at Warren Warren Hardy, right? Uh, which is like it was like thirty minutes thirty minutes away. So some of the coaches from uh, the the high school they actually got a chance to to get over there, and then they had one in Shaker Heights too, right after that. Right. So, so uh, I was trying my best. If I had, uh, if Ward was able to to be that athletic director there in Ashtabula, I would have been able to go over and check out some of the guys over there. But I, I didn't have that chance. But it was just funny that they were there at the same time that uh, that the camp. And I thought I would, you know, I, I was hoping to get on there. But that that's that's something. That's like just one of the, some of the small stories that you and I have. I mean. Tell me your first time that, that when we met and you walked up uh, as freshman reporting, what was the first impression that you saw when you saw me? Well, uh, I couldn't believe you were running back, number one. Because uh, <laughs> you, 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 you had the body of a, of a defensive end, linebacker. Uh, I had known, as we learned about each other, you know, everybody's learning about each other after we, we commit and you read and you know, you were a national champ, if I remember, in uh, powerlifting. Uh, I powerlifted in uh, in Louisiana. You won your weight class nationally, um, and you it was just impressive. I mean, you were clean. You know, you, <clears throat> your mom had you uh, all nice and clean and uh, ready to go. Uh, but I was just impressed by uh, you and our other teammates and all the collective. I mean, we had the number one uh, recruiting class in the nation that year, if you remember. Um, and so we all had so many accolades coming in, but we were just – what I remember is the connection we had to each other uh, as teammates almost uh, right from, you know, the the first day we were all together, we found a way to – uh, connect with each other and, and get to know each other really quickly. And, and that goes to the credit of Bo and the staff, but uh, a lot of credit to the, the type of guys that we were uh, as teammates and as people. I know. The, I remember the first time seeing you and, and Leroy and you guys are both that came from New Orleans and you had, uh, you had talked about the teams that you guys had played on. And like you said, we did have the number one re- recruiting class and I came from Ashtabula, which, you know, our record was two and eight. And then in the three years that I played varsity, I think we won six games once, one game uh, my senior year, uh, two games my senior year, and and then uh, like three games in my sophomore year. So we were – and we were not a team that, you know, was used to being around uh, championship teams, whatever. You guys had you and – we had guys from, you know, like Tony Bowles. We had Alan Jefferson. We had Tracy Williams. We had um, so many players who came from these. And then we, oh, we had forgot about Veda, right. who was from Ohio. Moeller. And he, he went to Cincinnati Moeller, which was, which was like, uh, you know, that was like the team of, I mean, they were like nationally ranked like every year. Mm-hmm. I remember walking in and seeing all these guys, all the guys and hearing about, the team they play for, and I was looking around like, man, I, 
other thing like, man, oh, come on, man. This, this oh, they, I can play with them. I can, you know. Right, right. I, and, and I was not, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, like all American and all that other stuff, but we had guys like Mr. Michigan and, you know, ranked nationally. Alan Jefferson had ran a 1019 at, in the 100 meters yeah. at, at the Jesse Owens track meet. And, uh, but I remember seeing you. And throughout the course of camp, they used to switch us from offense and, you know, they would say, okay, you may have come in here at a certain position, but we're going to try you at on defense or offense, whatever. And I remember they switched. I don't know if that was the first, maybe it was spring ball, but they switched you to tackle. Yeah, spring ball, yeah. Spring ball. And um, the one play, it was uh, you went off sides. So they, 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 it was on two, and you, you went off on one. But you shot out so hard and so fast that even the coaches said, you know what? I can't even say nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you go, if you go go off sides and you're going to explode that much, I, I, hey, oh, hey, hey, you guys get ready? Get ready to line back up. <laughs> then that was it. There was no hollering, no nothing. And I, and I remember that because I think it was always thinking that, the size of you and and the way you can move, I did not know that high school defensive ends or defensive tackles or offensive linemen move like that. Where I came from, you know, it's big funky linemen. They, you know, they tripped over themselves. They, you know, but that's the one thing that I remember when I saw you is how athletic you are. You, Mike Teeter, yeah, uh, who 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 was the uh, you know he played. Defensive, uh, he plays nose, nose tackle. He was the kicker. He was the punter. Yeah. <laughs> he could play, he could play a lot of – And T.J. Osmond could, could contort his body and move. T.J. Osmond, yes. Like he no might, other nose guard. And he was smallish, but, man, he could – you know, he, he was strong and, and moved. You know, we had some, you know, just great athletes. I mean, uh, what always impressed me as well was the athletic ability of everybody. I mean, you you think about, uh, you know, Veda was a three-sport star in Moeller. You know, basketball recruited uh, to play basketball by, you know, great schools. Uh, you had Greg McMurtry, who was drafted uh, in baseball uh, by the Red Sox. Um, you know, we had Chris Calloway, who – you know, just phenomenal ability to move on the outside at wide receiver. Uh, Leroy, as big as he was, and the power and the speed that he had, you know, what you brought uh, in terms of power and speed uh, at the running back. I mean, and, and we were not small people. You know, we were uh, really all had a lot of great size in that class. Uh, and so uh, it was it was impressive. I agree that uh, when you look back – you know, 30 years from uh, 30 years ago, uh, how, how, how athletic that, that class was. And, you know, we, we also, you know, you take away our, our first time that we were together. It's a little different now, you know, the team comes together as a team. We don't, uh, we may have a day or so uh, with the freshmen before they come in. 
But uh, we were all impressed with ourselves until the upperclassmen came, and then we realized <laughs> we had some work to do. Uh, you know, so there was some uh, some really great athletes on that team, uh, and obviously Jim was our captain. Jim Harbaugh was our captain uh, our freshman year, and, and led led us to the Big Ten championship. and And to, to be a part of all that was really special. Uh, uh, there's, two, there's two things, two things that, that I want to touch upon, touch upon. And the and first being uh, your injury and what exactly happened that uh, that ended your pursuit uh, on the football field. Well, for me, you know, I started uh, our sophomore year and then my junior year, I started having uh, burners uh, quite a bit. Um, quite frequently and played sparingly during that season, but, um, you know, played my junior year in between our junior and senior year, the summer, uh, I was walking in uh, my apartment and turned my neck because something caught my eye outside of a window. And for the first time, uh, not only did I have burners, uh, in my uh, shoulder and pinched nerve, uh, reaction, in both my shoulders, I had it down my back. And I was home by myself. Uh, my roommate was uh, was not there at the time. And so all I could do was really fall on my knees because as you know, with a burner, you know, momentarily you, you lose the strength uh, in your arms. And so um, this was towards uh, the end of uh, workouts. Uh, I had missed most of my junior year, and so I just tried to deal with it and just really wanted to get through my senior year. Um, And at that point, I didn't say anything. I I sort of let it dissipate. But once we got into two-a-days and just helmets, uh, just bumping helmets, uh, burners would come, um, you know, quite, quite frequently. And finally, after a couple of days of that, it was actually Mike Teeter and I talking – in the dorm uh, because I was, you know, trying to get through it myself and and pretty upset about what was going on. Um, and he talked me into, you know, telling the trainers. And at that point, Jared, I was probably more upset about that possibility because I knew um, that once I said uh, what I had dealt with, uh, that it would probably be the end of my career and. Uh, certainly it was. It turned out, it turns out that I have uh, spinal stenosis in, you know, my six or seven vertebrae, some bone spurs um, on my, on my uh, spine uh, that led to this issue of uh, my nerves being pinched quite frequently. Um, so thankfully enough now, I don't really deal with it maybe once a year. Uh, I'll have an episode where I'll have a, a pinched nerve or something, but you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, over over time, it resolves that it may be a, the best thing for me, um, you know, because something could have happened uh, where uh, the nerves could have been injured to the point where they wouldn't have regenerated or uh, they they couldn't, um, and you know, it, it really gave me a focus. Uh, in life, in 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 academics, and probably why as an athletic director now I emphasize so much to these young people 
that at some point sports is going to end, and I hope it doesn't end uh, in an injury. Uh, like you, you went and you played pro, and then sports ended uh, for you. At some point in our lives, sports are going to end, and I want them uh, at all the places I've been and now at Michigan to get uh, the education, uh, to get the leadership in the personal growth and development out of the University of Michigan in their four or five years, three, four or five years here, so that they could be successful in life. Because uh, athletics uh, gave me that great opportunity to go to the University of Michigan and participate um, and be a student here, be an athlete here. Um, but ultimately, my, my career ended in the injury. Uh, in looking back on it, um, you know, knowing what I know now, I'm, I'm happy that I chose the University of Michigan. Well, I'm happy you chose it too. And we're going to talk more about that. And that was part one of my Big Blue segment conversation with Ward Manuel, the athletic director of the University of Michigan and my former teammate and such a close friend. So make sure you come back next week to hear part two of that conversation. We might even stretch it out to another week after that, too. It's such a good uh, conversation that we had. But you have been listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We'll be back next week to recap the game against UGF and get a little preview of Colorado. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and or become a follower of the show at Blog Talk Radio. Go Blue Players with J&J. You can follow us on Twitter at Go Blue Players. We can also be found on Facebook at Go Blue Players. You can leave your messages on the Facebook page, questions, concerns, and you can also be a guest at Go Blue Players on Facebook. As always, see you next week. Go Blue. Go Blue. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.